0: Hey, Becoming Me. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Courtney. Courtney, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for you to be here, like seriously. And literally after we connected, I shared this with Courtney before y'all, but um, I stalked Courtney's Instagram and just like went down a hole like you're so fun and you shared such encouragement. And I was watching videos and your posts and I just left encouraged and I was like, I cannot wait to talk to Courtney.
1: So thank you for you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, same to you. I shared with this ahead of time, but I've been following you for a while and I just have so much, I feel like heart alignment with what you're doing and just showcasing people's stories and just highlighting that we're all on this journey. Like, I really align with that. I know I'll get into that at some point, but like, I really align with that. And so I'm just so excited to be here and just to chat with you and all of that.
0: I'm pumped. And let's kick it off with maybe the hardest question, but the most fun one, in my opinion. Like, who is Courtney? Introduce yourself for those who are like, who is this Courtney chick that Emily's pumped about her Instagram?
1: That's great. Well, I will try to not be too serious. I'll try to throw in some fun facts as well, because I think I'm kind of a fun person. Oh, no, no. no. I know you're a fun person. (laughs) Well, my name is Courtney Leo. Hopefully you know that by now. Um, As we are recording this, I am in my 30s. I'm 30 and I'm single and I live in East Tennessee. Um, I am a podcaster, a public speaker, and what I call an authenticity coach. Um, And so those are kind of like the, you know, check the boxes, like boom, boom, boom demographics. But uh, other fun things, I am a dog mom of two for babies, Cooper and Shadow, who will hopefully behave during this recording. They're usually pretty good, but we'll see. Um, that, I am the oldest of four kids um, and the only single one out of four kids. I am a aunt or a Coco to two of the best kids ever. My nephews are just the loves of my life and can do no wrong. It's very terrible but it's fine. <laughs> um I am like that amp. that just like spoils and goes crazy over them. Um I am a big extrovert, a big people person. I love 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 helping people see their potential and understand that who you were created to be is all there. Just a lot of us have a lot of layers and a lot of filters that we put on in our life for a myriad of reasons, but uh who we are and who we want to be whether that's leadership, whether that is um, a dream, a business, a ministry, a relationship, wherever it is, uh, so much of that root is already within your DNA. It's within what you were created to be. And so I find so, so, so much freedom and so much purpose in helping people unlock that and helping people discover that. Um, And so, yeah, I host a podcast called Grace for the Growth, where we uh, work on embracing our stories and sitting in the messy and dealing with the unknown and wrestling with the unknown. Um, I'm a huge component of normalizing imperfection. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So, uh, that's really important to me. And, um, then also like the wild side of me is I, like I said, I have a big personality. I love making crazy videos. I will make hilarious stuff on the internet. (laughs) Um, and then the next video, you'll see me crying on the internet, and it's just like it's it's just anyone who follows me on social media. I'm like, you just get here for the ride. Like you never know what I'll post that day, because I never know what I'm posting that day. Um, sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, here I go, I'm crying again, and then the next day I'm like, mm, here's a dance party. Let's <laughs> you're so, keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real, and so uh, so yeah, it's just a lot of fun facts about me. I love I love iced coffee i um i have my i'll talk more about my like background a little bit i guess in my story but uh yeah i just have fun have i fun. love Be it me. <laughs> i love it so
0: much like and i just i love you you're friend. you're amazing and i'm excited to just even dive into your story you know you've shared a couple little things in your intro and so now i'm like let's go there let's go. so i'm curious like what has made courtney who courtney is today what's
1: your story Oh, goodness. Uh, So many things. Uh, And that's like my favorite part of this whole entire platform and everything that you do is because it every single part of our lives bring us to where we are today. Um, So if I have to go back, so I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, Like I mentioned, I'm the oldest, and I spent a lot of time uh, just trying to figure out how I fit in trying to figure out how do I support my family and be a helpful hand to my family, but also figuring out who I am. Um, and a huge thing that was a turning point in my childhood was when I was 12 years old, I started going to public school for the first time. I had been homeschooled all the way up until then. And I started going to public school for the first time in um, seventh grade. And there was a huge part of me that was ecstatic. Like I was so excited. I like practically begged my parents to send me to school because this little social butterfly was like, get me around people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a pretty smart kid. I was a musical theater kid, choir kid. Um, So that comes out still all the time. <laughs> and um, I just, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. However there was this whole part of me that felt very behind and almost like shame and guilt from not being exposed to worldly things. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really did have the benefit of growing up in Christian community in a Christian home, all that stuff. And I was being thrown into public school, so excited socially, but in middle school where it's, Like I did not know pop culture. I did not know terms like it's middle school. I did not know innuendos. Like I was, I felt so innocent and I felt almost stupid Mm -hmm. as a seventh grader and trying to find my place. And so what I, I say that as a pivotal point, because it really shaped the next 10 years of my life of trying to figure out. Who am I really? And balancing how do I fit into this world? Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like I fit into this world. Because I don't know, I don't know what conversations the kids at my lunch table are talking about. Like, I can't relate to them. You know, I can sit here and tell them stories about the prodigal son all day, but they're over here talking about Backstreet Boys drama, and I don't know anything about the Backstreet Boys. And if you ask me who's the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC, I'll be like, "What? What's the difference?" Like, I don't know. Like, this was my life in middle school, and so um, I. I just, I think that was what started me kind of putting these layers on. I realized that I started lying about who I was almost without thinking about it. People would ask me, Oh, did you see this movie? Or, Oh, have you listened to this song? And I'd just be like, Yeah. And I would just go with it. And it took years for me to realize, why do I do that? Like, I have no desire to lie. Why am I just lying about things? Why am I just lying about who I am and how I show up in the world? Why do I feel like this desire to fit in or to be something in order to connect with people, in order to reach people in a certain way? And so it was such this like defining pivotal moment for me of both, both, Incredible joy of being around people and getting to learn people and experience new people, but also this I'm proud of where I come from, but I feel so lost and I feel so not fitting in. And the actor in me, the theater girl in me, I can pretend to be anything I need to be. I can be a chameleon as much as I need to be. And so, consciously and subconsciously, that's what started to happen throughout my high school, middle school, and even throughout high school. And when I get to high school, I really start intentionally pursuing my relationship with the Lord for me, not because it was my parents, but it was because I made the choice. Um, That happened when I was 16 years old. And I had incredible Christian friends that were pushing me that way. Um, But also at the same time, I grew up in the height of purity culture. And so there were all of these messages coming at me about should and shouldn't and should and shouldn't. And so by the time I get to 18, I have these slew of well-intended messages that created this cone of shame and guilt if I were anything different Mm -hmm. and almost created this fear of, I I need to do the right things and I need to say the right things and I need to express myself the right way. And there is all wrapped up in all of this and, and, and just not wanting to live in that guilt and not wanting to live in that shame, but constantly feeling that constantly feeling all these things. So when I turned 18, I left home, I left home to go to school and, um, I got my undergraduate degree in communications and leadership and biblical studies, and I got my master's degree in business administration and ministerial leadership. Through college, I it was like the best time of my life. I started over. I showed up to college without knowing a soul, <laughs> did not know anyone. I went to school 700 miles away from home. Um, I went to a Christian school, and it was the best thing because I found out who was Courtney outside of any of these like probably perceived mindsets, mindsets yeah. that I had created myself. Um, what I've learned in in our stories and our journeys and learning about our stories is sometimes, especially in our childhood and our teenage years, we create these mindsets or these um, fixed ideas or adapt based on our perception Of what happened in our childhood or what happened in our teenage years that probably weren't real or probably weren't intentional, but that is how we interpreted it. And so all of that, I just started over. (laughs) I just started over trying to figure this out, but I still had this strong desire of trying to be everything to all people. The root in all of this is I finished college having zero idea who Courtney is, hmm. feeling like I can adapt to every situation that I get so much affirmation because people are like, Courtney, you're always there for us. You always say the right thing. You're hmm. always there to encourage us. Like you always just have a servant's heart and you do the right things. And you just like your relationship with the Lord just fuels you. And, and people were saying all the right things. But at the end of the day, I was like, I have no idea how to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. Because I have not sitting and taken the time mm-hmm. to look inward. What I realized was that throughout college, I avoided being alone at all costs. I could not be alone. My roommate was going home for the weekend and I would invite a bunch of girls over. like. I was afraid to be alone because I was afraid of what would happen if I started peeling back those layers.
0: Mm.
1: What would I find under there? What was the truth of who I was? What was the truth of what God was trying to say to me, say about me and say through me? What was in there? Mm-hmm. I was I was terrified, terrified of being alone. And so I avoided it at all costs, everything I did. I created this world where I was like, okay, well, if I can just make people happy, if I can just make people love me, if I can just meet every need possible, I will get a lot of affirmation. I will have a lot of favor. I will have, find a lot of joy and people will love me. And that sounds great. Going back to like that teenage Courtney, that middle school Courtney, I, I want to fit in. I want people to love me. I want people to see me. Yeah. And And so here I am 10 years later being like, okay, well, if I can just make myself show up in a way that is most appealing to other people, Mm -hmm. then people will see me, then people will love me. There's all of these layers on top of all of it. And so what happened was the Lord tricked me into starting to spend time alone, (laughs) So I tell this, so I teach a lot about solo dates. And so I teach this in my solo date masterclass is I was living in central Florida okay, and I got a Disney annual pass with some friends. And at the time I had just started my very first job out of grad school. It was a lot of money at the time. It was a big girl investment, but I was like, I live 30 minutes from Disney. I have to do this. Like I have to take advantage of this time. And, um, I got it with a bunch of friends and, you know, not every time I wanted to go, friends were able to go with me. And I had this drive of, but I need to make the most of my Disney pass investment. (laughs) I like, I I can't let this go to waste. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go by myself. And so I started like, Planning these times to go to Disney by myself, to get off of work, change my clothes, drive over to Disney and get dinner, take a few laps around Epcot versus doing my regular evening walk and seeing some fireworks, making some kids happy and going home. And I started realizing that after those moments, like I just felt closer to the Lord and I felt so much more centered than ever before. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what is this? I don't understand. Like, what is going on? So, I get tricked into starting solo dates. This is about seven or eight years ago. And at the same time, I'm working in a job where everything I've already told you about people pleasing and about doing everything and making everybody like me and striving for perfection and everything, it I, did, I had terrible boundaries and I had terrible work-life balance. And for better or for worse, this job turned into such a toxic place for me because I was being taken advantage of. I wasn't being listened to. And partially because of the environment, but partially because I had allowed that to happen to me. I didn't know any better. And so not only was I already in a difficult environment, but I allowed people to walk all over me. I allowed people to... Treat me not well, and um, it, I I call it my quarter life crisis. <laughs> it's another one of those defining moments, and again, it's like t- about ten years after the after the initial moment of going to public school, I I show up in my quarter life crisis saying, I know I need to get another job, but I don't even know what to apply for because I am reading every job description and I'm like, either. I don't know if I can actually show up that way. And B, I don't know if I can actually trust humans. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I feel safe. I don't know. Like I was just so, I had this like fog over my eyes. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that, okay, I needed to get out. I needed to get out before I could move forward. I had some money saved and my parents said, you know, we have a guest room up in Tennessee. Um, it's open. If you want to come quit your job, just come take a long retreat, you know, take some time to regroup, heal a little bit and, and, you know, chill for a few months. Come on. And I don't know what happened, but I just felt like that was Mm -hmm. the move. And so within a few days, I quit my job, cold Turkey. I left my community and my friends that I had been building for six and a half years. and. I moved. Not really. I went to Tennessee (laughs) for a few months. Um, And within a few months, not even a few months, within the first month, I had this moment. I was reading this book because I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything. I was just breathing really for the first time. And uh, I was reading this book. um, It's called uh, You Are Free by Rebecca Lyons. And it had just come out. And I just felt so strongly by the Lord that I had to read it. I start reading it. She starts talking about, I don't even know what. She starts talking about it, but I just like broke down in the middle of it by saying this one thing to myself, I'm not okay. And it's okay that I'm not okay. It's okay that I don't have it all together. It's okay that I feel broken. It's okay That I feel like a total mess. It's okay that I have no idea what's going on. And as soon as I started saying that, it Mm -hmm. created this opening for the Lord to go, all right, thank you for cracking that show. I am here. (laughs) Will you let me in again? Mm -hmm. Will you let me fill the places of your heart that are broken? Will you let me love you? Will you let me see you? Will you let me bring wholeness and healing to every part of your story and every chapter that has already been written, the stories that ha- the chapters that have been written that haven't been revealed to you yet? Will you just let me in and me admitting and saying, "God, I'm not okay." That that was the key. That was the key that opened the door to let him in. That was the moment of surrender, of me saying, I'm not in control of this anymore. I can't do this anymore. It turned into this, what started as a plan of three months away, turned into eight months away. And um, uh, after about eight months, I was to the place where I needed to move out. And in order to move out, I needed to get a job. And so I got the first job I could find and found the first apartment I could find. And before I knew it, here I was. And I was like, oh, I work here and I live here now. I guess I moved. (laughs) I had to change my driver's license and my residency and voter registration, all of that stuff. I was like, I guess I'm a legal Tennessean again. The other thing that was significant about that is I just chose to live alone Mm -hmm. because I had not really created any deep relationships because I didn't think I was staying and so I chose to live alone and it was the first time in my life I chose to live alone and um that was uh five and a half years ago and I have never gone back (laughs) I have. I will live alone until the day the Lord brings me my forever roommate my husband but um (laughs) other than my dogs they 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 fill that spot but um that i i say that part of the story there's a lot of things i can get into it but and I, and there's more to tell but i say that because going from somebody who i hated going to dinner by myself i hated walking i hated studying by myself i hate like i just did not want to be alone to all of a sudden i am living alone <laughs> living alone with very little friends in my community and all this stuff i just it just created this opening for me and the Lord to just mm-hmm. dialogue and for Him to just speak to me mm-hmm. and for me to start pulling back those layers and I could talk for hours and hours about the first two years of that because it was messy, it's still messy, but it was a messy. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was so much there. And there was so much I was hiding from myself, hiding from others, all of these things. Um, And so after, I don't know, it had been like two years or something like that. I get the opportunity to work full time in ministry, vocational ministry. It was, I'd never set out to do that. I went to school and college with people who that was like their sole dream and purpose when they were 17 years old. And that was never my dream, never my purpose. Yet here I was at whatever age, 26, 27, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like I feel all of my practical skills, all of my organization and systems and administrative stuff and Mm -hmm. all of that combined with my people skills, combined with my desire to like encourage people and empower Mm -hmm. people and share stories and all that. Like, I feel like it all makes sense. (laughs) Like it all works together. This is great. Like I get paid to do what I just feel designed to do. Like Mm -hmm. this is wonderful. And it was such an incredible season. It was a challenging season it was a hard season, but in that, I learned a lot about the specific design that God has for me in in my giftings
0: okay.
1: um, and being able to look at myself and say, oh, the girl who thought she was too loud or too extra or too much or too dramatic or, you know... I've been told as a high schooler, like, you just want the spotlight. You just like, you're just too big. And all of that, God just redeemed in saying, no, you have a gifting to be able to get on a platform and share a word or share a message and never have stage fright, because you've been doing this for 15 years. Like, you've been doing this, you can show up and you can speak with authority and you can speak with confidence because it is literally in your DNA. Like it's how you've been brought up. And I could just show up that way. I had somebody tell me, I was our young adults director. And um, I was also like a huge part of our welcome team and all that stuff. So I was a person who like knew every name, knew every new person coming in. And I had somebody tell me, I think I was sharing this thing about my insecurity, about my, you know, personality being too much or too wild or a little off the rails sometimes. And I had this girl who kind of keeps to herself, but she told me, she said, I would not be here and serving and leading and leading small groups and all that stuff if you hadn't been persistent in chasing after me and pulling me out and pulling me in. She said, your personality is one of the catalysts and one of the reasons why I am walking in what I was created to do. Yes. What? (laughs) And so it was just this season of, taking all of these random things about me that I thought were random and God saying, "Mm, mm, mm." like you are a perfect combination of your experiences, of your spiritual gifts, of your talent, of your past, of your strengths, of your weaknesses, of your stories. Like everything that makes you, you is on purpose and designed for this moment and design for the opportunities and the people that walk in your path. It is for a reason. Is for a reason. And that whole season of working in church was just this like oh, I guess I'll pull from that random experience. I guess I'll pull from that old job. I guess I'll pull from that conversation like God, you want to use this? And it was just God completely drenching me with I want to use you. And I gave you this for you, for you to not be like the next person, for you to not be like the other single girl, for you to not be like the other person who is not single, for you to be you. Like that's what I want. There's my dogs. But like that's what I want. I I, you're here for a reason. And it was just this like incredible, incredible season (laughs) of discovering that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that was such a breakthrough season. And um, shortly after that, after a great season of that, things got very, very difficult. Um, it We hit the pandemic. We hit a lot of difficult topics. There were a lot of things that I just no longer aligned with. And so um, I, along other staff, made the choice to step away. And that was... Um, the obedient decision. I have no regrets about that, but it was very hard. It was very hard to say I'm walking away from community, from small group, from my job, from my church family, from purpose. Like it felt like at times, and it was this season of what am I doing again? Like, what am I doing again? And How do I take everything that I've learned? How do I take all of the incredible lessons and mentorship and people that have just surrounded me and loved me and poured into me. And now I feel like I'm just kind of spinning and I'm just kind of isolating. And I have this brokenness and I have this hurt because I love the Lord. And I love what Jesus is doing in my life. And I love what Jesus is doing in this life of his people. But I see so much brokenness and I see so much strife in our churches and in our faith communities. And it's just aggravating. It's just aggravating. And where do I fit into all of this? And if I didn't fit in as a single female in the church, how the heck am I going to walk in my purpose now without that, without those opportunities, without those connections? Like, how am I going to do that? God, what do you want me to do? I have no idea. And so... Shortly after that, I got the great opportunity to start partnering with online Christian communities and being a part of different groups and Facebook groups and communities and podcast communities and taking in leadership roles. And I try not to cry whenever I talk about this, but like it was so healing for me. It was so healing because I just, I didn't know where I was at. I didn't know where I fit in. and online, the online world completely opened up this whole new group of people and connections and social media. Like I stopped using it just for, you know, just, fun dog pictures, but I started using it as a way to connect with people in DMs and on content and doing lives with people and just building relationships with people. I just started seeing purpose in that. And it was so healing. It was so fulfilling and continues to be, I still get to do it and I still get to continue to do it. And, um, also through that time, I decided – this is like slightly a segue, but it's important. It all ties together. I promise. There's like a little yeah. different piece of those stories. And it all wraps together. Yeah, too. But um, also during that time, I decided to be open in my dating life again. Okay. Because when I was – well, you know, I go through my quarter-life crisis, which I was like, I'm not even staying here. I'm not even going to pursue dating because I'm not – like I'm not even going to stick around, like whatever – Then shortly after that, I jump into church life and church employment. And I'm like, I'm the only single girl on staff. I am the young adults director. I see every new person coming in. And very pridefully, I have repented from this a million times, so don't judge me. But very pridefully, I was like, if somebody is interested in me, I'm going to know about it and they're going to know me. Terrible. Terrible. But that was my mindset. So I didn't put any effort into my dating life because I was like, I was like, I'm a single female out of church. I think I'm pretty awesome. I think I'm pretty visible. I think it's gonna work. If it's gonna work out for anybody, it's gonna work out for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like literally, that was my mindset. Repent. I'm sorry, Lord. Um, I did not go on one date the entire time. (laughs) Oh no. For better or for worse. Did not go on one date. Not one. So, so anyways, so here I am in this new season of life and I am doing different things, starting a new career field, starting a new business. And I'm like, I'm going to be open to dating. I meet this guy online Great Christian guy, like big personality too, big leader, like just very okay. charismatic, very fun. I'm like, this is great, like power team, wonderful, um it was long distance, which comes with this own set of challenges, but my parents were long distance, you know, mm-hmm. back in the eighties before we had all of this, so I was like, if it worked for them, it could work for me, and so I started doing that so I was like leading online ministry I was dating this guy and then all of a sudden you would think after all of this that I've learned my lesson but all of a sudden I start realizing that I feel like I am suffocating that I quit making content the way that I've made it I quit like really just like doing whatever I want to do. I'm second guessing and questioning everything. And I'm like, what is going on? This isn't making no sense to me. What is happening? I'm in this relationship, you know, traveling long distance, all of this stuff. It there was nothing that was perfect, but like it didn't seem like a bad situation. Mm-hmm. But you know, I process stress very unhealthily. <laughs> And I realized I was like, not sleeping well, I gained a lot of weight, which is usually a sign that I am not taking care of myself. I'm not seeing myself. I quit going on solo dates because I was like, I have a boyfriend, like whatever. I quit prioritizing myself. I totally backslid into this like layers of filter and mutating. Mm -hmm. And that relationship turned toxic so fast. And I had no idea it happened. No idea. But very similar to five years before, I'm sitting here and going, what is going on? (laughs) Like, I do not feel like myself. What is happening? I feel like I can't be me. I feel like it can't be free to be me. And I feel like I'm questioning everything. And I feel like anytime I put something out there or I step into what I feel like God is calling me to do, that there's all of this like, but what if, but what if, but what if, but what if. And like this relationship was a cause of so much of that. Even though on paper, it was like, check, check, check. It was so good. It was so wonderful. But behind closed doors, it was very painful and it was very toxic, and there were things that being said to me and things and messages that were being shared with me and it was so so I, I just felt like I did not once again know who I was, and no. I was allowing this person because I trusted this person. I was allowing his voice to be louder than the Lord's voice and be louder than my voice. I get out of that relationship and I'm like, "Good golly gracious. <laughs> What happened? I realized that Mm -hmm. the combination of my toxic job from five years ago, Mm -hmm. my difficult, difficult church situation, and now this relationship all had one thing in common. Courtney, who are you and why are you afraid of being authentically you? Why are you afraid of being you and not caring what anybody else thinks? Why do you feel like you're not strong enough or you're not witty enough or you're not special enough to show up as you and nothing else? And I, it was the lightning bolt moment that I need, not the lightning bolt, the, the light bulb moment. Right, right. It was kind of like a lightning bolt. Let's be real, <laughs> it was. It was the moment I needed to say, all right, enough is enough. Like this cycle keeps happening and I am going to break this cycle. And so I, once again, when we open ourselves up to the Lord and go, God, (laughs) I got nothing but you, like, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Like Mm -hmm. we just create space for him to fill if we open up our hearts to let God fill that space, he will show up. He will. He's always there. But sometimes we like to keep him in a box. Sometimes we like to keep him in our safety net. And what God has been teaching me over the last few years is I have the option to keep God in the box of my own human understanding because he's a supernatural God and I'll never understand everything about him. That's the part of faith is us growing and us wrestling and us struggling with all these things. And what does this mean? And all of these like biblical truths and like all of this stuff. But I have the option to keep God in a box and God is a respectful gentleman and he will not push himself into anywhere he's not welcomed. Mm -hmm. And so it's up to me to decide, Hey. All right. I'll let you receive. I'll I'll let you love me and I'll be willing to receive love. And so I started that healing journey of healing wounds that went back from being a middle schooler, middle schooler to jobs, to churches, to relationships, and I started allowing God to do some excavating and some reconstruction in my life and some pulling back the layers and I made a decision that I was going to live authentically and I was going to live freely. I was gonna freely live who I was designed to be. And I was working with a mentor and she said she was talk we were just talking about like messaging and how do I like wrap up who I am and what I'm passionate about and all this stuff. And she said, what is the message that you were placed on the earth to share. And I was crying with tears in my eyes. And I said, I want every person, every person to know that they are seen because God sees them and they have the opportunity to see themselves. And if I can encourage you to have solo dates, to practice solo love, to practice self love, to to allow the Lord to fill in those spaces, to walk in confidence in authentically who you were created to be, to not have that shame and guilt for your past, but have, this is the title of my podcast, but have grace for the growth of who you are becoming and who you are being molded and shaped to be. Like it's a story. It's a journey. And who I am today, if we have this conversation a year from now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was talking about let me tell you the next layer. Like, and if we were to have this conversation a year ago, there'd be a lot of stuff about the story that wouldn't be a part of it because it's a constant journey. And I have made a choice to embrace the messy of being like, I don't know everything. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. There's a lot of gray in my life. Like I'm comfortable with the gray of God and, and There are things that, yeah, are rock solid, but there are a lot of things that I'm like, I'm going to keep struggling and wrestling and pursuing your heart on this because I don't get it all. I don't get it all. I'm going to embrace my story. I'm going to understand that it's okay that I'm not perfect. It's okay that I can't show up for everybody. It's okay for me to set healthy boundaries all of these things that 15-year-old courtney and 20-year-old courtney and 25-year-old courtney needed to hear yeah. that is what i'm walking in and so my my heart and my passion and my story and where i'm at today is i want every individual to be on this journey of pursuing true authenticity because i believe when we can walk authentically in who we were created to be we experience this freedom unlike Anything else before we are open to love, we are open to truth, we are open to receiving love. Like you and I were talking a little bit about a content of singleness, and Mm -hmm. I I, I jump around a little bit in talking about singleness because it's a part of my story. Like it's not necessarily central to my message or my platform, but it is a part of my story now, and it is a part of how I show up in the world and how I share with the world. And I'm going to be authentically me. And if someone doesn't like me for me, that's okay. I'm not going to change anymore who I am. If I'm too much for somebody, if I'm too loud for somebody, if I'm too out there for somebody, that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing that I can do to mess up God's plan for my life. If I truly believe that God is a good God who loves me, Why would I think that I could miss out on my person by being somebody I'm not? Like, I don't know. I just feel like God created me to be me and wants me to be me. Like, if he didn't want me to be me, he wouldn't create me with all of these different things. And this thing wouldn't be a part of my story. So why would he go, hey, I'm actually want you to like settle or like adjust or adapt a little bit. So you're more compatible with so and so because there's this like need for that. And we put this like marriage, uh, that's a whole other conversation, but we put this idolization of marriage versus, versus pursuing purpose. And I don't know. I just believe that God loves me enough that and believes in me enough and created me intentionally that he's not going to bring me in somebody with someone that's not in alignment with Mm -hmm. my purpose. Mm -hmm. And also if marriage is in the cards for me, um, I can't miss it. Like I can't mess it up. Like I can't, I can't miss it. Like be like, Oh my gosh, I had to take a break from dating apps for two months. Like I don't need to be in fear that like, Oh my gosh. I missed out on swiping him. Like, no, God is bigger than your swipes. Like, goodness, goodness. Goodness. And so, just, I don't know. That's like a long way of saying, like, in dating, Mm -hmm. in jobs, in church, in faith, it's messy. Mm -hmm. It's messy. And the way I try to show up online is I was talking to somebody earlier and they were like, You know, it's so funny because I watch one reel on your Instagram and you're making me laugh. You're hilarious. And then literally the next reel, you're sitting there and you're bawling your eyes out. And I'm like, that's just because it's me. Like, I'm just going to show up. And I I want to show up in a way that encourages someone that they are not alone, that the highs and lows of life, that yes, social media can often be a highlight reel. But I want people to feel like they have an inside scoop in the messiness of my story. And if someone can feel seen and known and less alone and less crazy and less all over the place because of the way that I show up and the way that I share who I am Mm -hmm. and share my life, that feels in alignment with my purpose. And so, yeah i love
0: that i love that so much and like thank you for unpacking your journey your story like how each piece really builds upon each other is yeah. so evident and i love seeing how because i i think of even when you introduced yourself and you're like one day i'm crying one day i'm laughing like it's because you're authentically you and yeah. i love that we got to hear the journey of how you arrived there um yeah. you know in your intro you also mentioned that you're an iced coffee drinker so yes. how do you like order your your
1: iced coffee. Gosh, this is a whole story in that's thing because I used to hate coffee, oh, hate no. the smell of coffee. I hated it. And then in college, I worked a summer camp where we had to be up at 4 30 every single day, and we were traveling the country. And so um we were traveling the country, so we we're staying in a hotel's. We we're like a traveling circus. We we're staying in a hotel's. So I learned how to drink coffee out of desperation. Um, based off of holiday in probably six hour old coffee. It's terrible. So that being said, everything is better. Like I'm not a coffee snob at all because everything is better than six hour old holiday Inn coffee at 4:30 in the morning. <laughs> so I've gotten much better. I used to just be iced coffee, the little coffee and a lot of sweet stuff. Now I'm like, I don't love drinking sugar, you know, like the older I get, the less my body like reacts well to drinking 30 grams of sugar, you know, just like a part of getting older. I know. <laughs> so I tried to cut back a little bit, but I'm definitely iced coffee with like a little cream in it. And then, I mean, I like, I mean, I'll mean, i throw in some vanilla, I'll throw in some caramel, like, white mocha Ooh. peppermint mm. whatever caramel Ooh, that's, that sounds delicious I'm about that's it so not if you all of them at the same
0: <laughs> time I got you I mean some of those mixtures might not be great but like no. for today's purpose let's <laughs> yes. go with an iced peppermint coffee
1: done with a
0: little bit of your cream and sugar okay, yes so ordered this at your favorite coffee spot you're having coffee with another friend on their
1: own becoming journey. What would you say to encourage them? Oh goodness. What do I say to encourage them? Depends on where they're at. Obviously, every person is different, right? Every person needs different things and every person needs to see different things. But um what I would say is you are you for a reason and you have there's so much intentionality in your story. And a lot of times I think it's easy for us to focus on our potential as being our design versus who we are today. And so I think a lot of times we stop and we limit ourselves and we filter ourselves from doing the things that we feel drawn to, we feel called to, we feel afraid to do because we're like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I I know how messy I am. I know how flawed I am. I know how broken I am. I know how much healing I need. I know how much therapy I need. And so we won't step forward and we won't live in our design, in our destiny because we feel like we never arrived. And the reality is, is we're never gonna arrive. We're never gonna arrive on the side of heaven. And so I would encourage you to start today to say, Hey, it might not be everything like, and don't get me wrong. Like do the healing work, do the hard work. (laughs) Like, I've done a lot of hard work. Like there's a lot of messiness and a lot of ugliness behind the story. I told you promise lots of tears, but understand that like who you are today has purpose. It's not just who you're going to be or who you could be, but who you are today has purpose. Who you are today is worthy of love. Who you are today is enough. Who you are today is perfect for what needs to be done. And you have everything you need already within you to to be that. And so My encouragement is watch what happens when we start peeling back the layers and we live authentically, when we get to experience that freedom, when we get to walk away from people pleasing, when we get to walk away from these filters, when we get to do story work and dive into our story and say, what are the things that make me, me? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. what are the things that, why do I feel like I have to adapt all the time to people? Oh, let's go back to 12 years old. Like that, that, that took time, that took years for me to figure out, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but like you are who you are. Like it didn't discount me from the last 15 years of me doing life. Like I didn't just start doing ministry. I didn't just start walking in my calling. I didn't just start encouraging people and coaching people now. Right. I've been doing it and figuring out along the way. And, being broken and being honest and being humble and being myself yeah. the whole entire time. And guess what? You're gonna talk to me a year from now, two years from now, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, 2023, Courtney, girl, girl, if only you knew. If only you knew. And so if I'm sitting having coffee with a friend, I'm gonna say, watch what happens and watch how you feel. And watch the bird. I get emotional. Watch the burden that is lifted. When you get to be exactly who you were designed to be, when you get to live in that freedom, when you get to live your story without overthinking it, watch what happens. You are so valued. You are so special. You are so, have so much purpose. And it's okay if you're discovering that. And it's okay if there's parts of your purpose that you haven't arrived to yet. But it doesn't mean that today is invalid. It doesn't mean that because you don't have X, Y, and Z, or you don't have that figured out that today is invalid. You have purpose today. You have purpose in your season of life. You have purpose in your singleness. Like you are not a second class citizen because Mm -hmm. you are single. You are not on the JV squad of ministry or the JV squad of life because of your singleness. Like, You have purpose today. And so I challenge you to see what happens when you walk authentically. And how do you do that? You start out by loving yourself, by showing yourself the love that you would give somebody else. We're so good at giving love to other people, but show yourself some love, treat yourself well. Like, Give yourself that attention mm-hmm. and allow the Lord to fill those spaces as well. The Bible says, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And we miss that as yourself part because we're talking, we always talk about love God and love others, love God and love others, love God and love others. But I truly believe when we learn to love ourselves well, not only are we more aware of our capacity to receive love and know how we receive love but we also are then able to receive love from our heavenly father and from ourselves in a whole new way that then our love for other people comes out of an outpouring an overflow of that so we don't show up in these toxic situations of of pouring out with just surviving And just trying to grasp everything that we have and doing it in our own strength. When we're open to saying, God, Mm -hmm. I want to truly receive love because I believe I'm worthy of love. Mm -hmm. I believe I have purpose. I believe I have destiny. I believe that the parts of me, even the parts of me that I don't like, even the parts of me that feel obnoxious, even the parts of me that don't fit in the world have purpose because Mm -hmm. you have created them for that reason. And so I will be open to your love. Mm -hmm. I will choose to love myself. And then through that, I can just be me. Mm -hmm. I can just be me. No filters, no muting, and just live freely.
0: Mm. I love that. What a refreshing coffee chat (laughs) already. So good. So, so good. You know, if somebody was watching your story today and they're like, man, I really want to connect with Courtney. I want to learn more about solo dates and the work she does with authenticity coaching where, and your podcast, like where can people connect with you online?
1: Yes, great question. So, Instagram is the best way. So, my Instagram is Courtney Leo, but there's an extra Y in the middle because I'm extra. So, it's Courtney Leo with an extra Y um, on Instagram, and there's all the information. So, um, there's links, the link in my bio will have the link to any active programs I have, any active challenges I have going on, obviously linked to the podcast. Um, the podcast is called Grace for the Growth with Courtney Leo. So um, you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts and we just have real authentic, messy conversations there. Um, and yeah, I I am the kind of person who I respond to comments. I respond to DMs, like I'm actively in the DMs. So um, I really just like, love talking to people and I love building community and connection. And so if you want to connect more, if you want to hear more, if something resonated with you and you want to talk about it or want to share about it, like shoot me a DM, let's chat. I love it. And y'all we
0: will have all the links so you can easily connect with Courtney, um, in the show notes, but seriously, thank you. Like you are such a gift. Thank you for encouraging us today, for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming. Um, I'm just, I'm proud to know you, the 2023 version of you and the future (laughs) versions of
1: you. And um, I'm just proud to call you a warrior friend. So I'm cheering you on big time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for everybody who listened to this. And um, I'm so happy to be connected with you. And I feel so much alignment in what you're doing and your platform about this becoming story. And I I, I feel so much alignment with it. So I'm just so honored to be here and, and share a little bit about me. So,
0: Well, thank you, Courtney.